This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Thursday as we get set for game number five in the NHL Easter Conference Final. Tampa Bay and the Rangers here. Currently, Tampa Bay a minus 160 favorite now to win the series after getting this thing tied to to the Rangers plus 140. Let's talk some hockey here with our guy, Michael Leboff of the Action Network, joins us on the Roman guest line to talk NHL with the Avalanche in. Lightning Rangers, Michael, welcome back to the show. It feels like the Lightning may have retaken control. What's your feeling on the series right now um, after what the Lightning did in a couple nights ago? Yeah, it's hard not to kind of get um, drawn into that narrative. But, I mean, you think about before Sunday, everybody was thinking, wow, the Lightning are done. The Rangers mm-hmm. have a stranglehold on the series. Um, and then they were up 2 nothing in, in that game, too. Um, so people kind of wrote the Lightning off, and, and I'm trying to be as careful as possible to not now write the Rangers off. Um, I do think that there are you know, some, some signals that support that narrative. The, the Rangers, for the first time this postseason, are, are dealing with some some key injuries um, and their team that just played a ton of hockey. They, I think it's 18. This will be their, uh, you know, something like eight, 19th game in 38 days. Um, while the lightning, yeah, they were rusty for game one and part of game two, it looked like they had that nine day break and that should pay off towards the end of, of the series. So at the same time, trying to like pump the brakes on just assuming now that the lightning, cause they have the, you know, the momentum and they just won two in a row, uh, you know, pump the brakes on just assuming that they're going to get the job done. I'm also, you know, giving some, some thought to the fact that, you know, there are some extenuating circumstances that do uh, point to Tampa Bay. Michael, how about uh, these updated cup odds? I, I found that to be amazing after the most recent game that you can find Colorado as high as minus 250. And even though it's a 2-2 series, like you just mentioned, momentum, Tampa Bay side, been there, done that. The Tampa Bay Cup odds, plus 350. And you can find the Rangers at plus 650, despite being tied 2-2. What, what was your reaction to the updated Cup odds? Yeah, as soon as as soon as soon Colorado went up uh, 3-0 on, on Edmonton, uh, in their series, uh, you, you saw that price just just take off, and uh, it's it's just it, it's more like sticker shock than than surprising. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about it, right? You look at it like it's just weird to see a cup favorite at, at those odds um, before a series is set. Like last year when we saw that the Lightning were going to play the Canadians, like of course the Lightning were going to be a really short price because they the, the Canadians were the worst regular season team in the in the playoff field. Um, and the lightning were the lightning. So, uh, but for this one, when you're thinking, well, Colorado's going to be going up against, you know, a good team, and they're also going to be missing their number two center, uh, or at least it looks like at least the beginning part of that series, and their goaltending has been a little shaky. You, you're like, the market is still so confident in this team, and and they have been off season. So, um, it is it is a little interesting, but I, I do think that whoever gets out of the East will be playable. You know, you're going to get some playable prices. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's pretty clear that the market is pretty bullish on Colorado getting the job done. 
Michael, they're looking for different ways to play the Rangers and the Lightning now uh, that we have an even series. And, you know, it's it's interesting. The Lightning are the favorite now. We touched on kind of it's hard not to feel that way after watching this series flip here. The alternate series handicap is is interesting because if you think they take, they've take they taken real control here, you can get the Lightning minus a, a game and a half, which obviously means they have to win the next two and just completely blow the Rangers out of this uh, by winning and, and finishing it at six. But that's plus 194. Um Series total games, it's minus 108 on both sides. Uh, what's your feeling on how many games this is going to go? Because if it's going to go six and we feel the Lightning are going to win this thing, you, you almost get two to one if you bet the Lightning that way. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. If um, I think you're right. Like The Rangers, if, if you just look at the two teams on paper and the situations they're in, the Rangers are probably, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine them winning two in a row. Um, it's unlikely. I mean, of course, it can happen, especially with the goaltending and that power play. Like, they just need one game to go off off the rails, and um, that that benefits them. But uh, if if you are interested in, in like in the uh, you know like, like the series ending in six or the, the Lightning minus one and a half handicap or or playing a one and a half handicap, I think it is Tampa, right? Like, they're they're getting healthier, they're rounding into form at the right time, their goalie. Uh, like where Shesterkin has played at his peak level now for quite some time, and he could stay there for sure. Vasilevsky is is getting back to his peak and still has room to grow, and I think the same is kind of true with the Tampa offense. I think the defense is 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 there. Uh, the offense still, I think, has has a little bit more like another level to get to. So uh, we've we've probably seen the Rangers' best shot, right? We we probably saw it in, in Game One and and the first half of Game Two. Whereas the Lightning, we, we might not have seen their best performance yet. Uh, we might have saw their best defensive performance in, in Game 4, but this is still a, a team that can score at will. I mean, they, they put up, I, I remember it because it was a nightmare for me, they put up eight goals in Game 5 uh, on, in last year's Eastern Conference Final against the Islanders uh, in like the blink of an eye. That, that, that game was like 6 nothing. Um, so there is there still is room to grow for this team whereas the rangers they're just going to have to do everything they can just to hang around which they become experts at um it's just a little bit of a different scenario when you're trying to do that against andre vasilevsky compared to louis Domingue. do you think the layoff hurt tampa bay in the first couple of games and could that impact the avs in the cup final so yeah i mean my my betting strategy for the series was that was probably gonna you know, the, the best opportunity for the Rangers was to take the first two games and hope to, to steal one in uh, game three or four uh, in Tampa Bay because the rust factor is real. Like we've seen it since the NHL in, implemented that bye period, and then with like COVID breaks and stuff that you know that hockey is such a rhythm sport that especially with goaltending, when, if you have a goaltender like Vasilevsky who who's a, such a huge part of your um, makeup, like the, the rust is is a big deal. Um, but now that the series has flipped to, you know, a long series, that, that rest now becomes a rest thing where the rest is going to pay off. And I think that's part of why everyone's starting to become more bullish on Tampa. Um, and I think a, ser- a similar thing could happen with Colorado, depending on the opponent, right? Like if, if they play the Rangers, the Rangers will have played either 21 or 20 or 21 games in 40 something days. And, the, the Avs will have a little bit of a break. Uh, they, they haven't played all that many games compared to most playoff teams, uh, two sweeps and a, and a game six. Like 
that's nothing. So I think similarly, like your your best chance to go against the Abs will be that game one where maybe they're just not clicking yet, and their goalie, whether it's Kemper or Fransu, like will will take some time to to get his game back. Um, but I also think that you know the Avalanche are kind of just like this different animal at this point that. I could see that it just not being a factor, but I will. I can tell you that no matter who's coming out of the East, that game one, I'll probably be on them. Looking ahead here, Michael, I saw you a tweet the other day about uh, Abs and Edmonton closing seven and a half, and it's just it's very you know it's not common to see an NHL postseason game with a total that high to to close you know enter a game. Um, what are you thinking in terms of how we'll get what kind of final it will be? Because the goaltending in the East is really good. Tampa Bay and New York both have significant goaltenders. Do you think we're going to get high totals when we get there, a little bit lower because of the better goaltending that will come out of the Eastern Conference, regardless of if it's Tampa Bay or New York? What, what are you thinking about the kind of lines you think we could see in terms of, of total goals for the finals when we get there? Yeah, I think it's a good question. But I, my prediction would be that, it opens six and a half and gets bet up because more than the goaltending, it's, it's just going to be the style of play and, and Colorado, like they'll just suck you into to going back and forth. Like you're going to have to go North South with this team. It's really, really hard to just jam them up, which is what both the Rangers or, or lightning will likely try to do is, is, is pack the neutral zone and just slow them down. Uh, but if you go down a goal, if you go down two goals, you're in trouble. Like you have to open up, you have to take more risks. Um, and similarly, if, if if one of the teams from the East gets an early goal, like that's what's going to incentivize Colorado to, to push more and more and more. So the goaltending battle, uh, the goaltending for the East, sure, like it should keep it keep us off. You know the seven, the the juiced over sevens. But I do think that you're going to see money fly in on the on the over if it's if it's hung at like you know six or six and a half. Uh, because I think people just are assuming the Avalanche are good for for three, uh, no matter who the goalie is, and can the Lightning or Rangers, uh, you know, carry the rest of the water? Uh, I think people will believe the answer is yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, those totals in this series. It's been right on it. We've had the last few. It's at five, not budging off of five and a half. So uh, total to see if that under trend uh, continues for the remainder of the series. Something to keep an eye on. Anything, uh, Con Smythe, that, that you find notable? I mean, the odds are saying, okay, look, the Avs are huge favorites. We're going to stack the top of the board with with a bunch of their scores. And then if the Rangers or the Lightning win the Cup, the goalie is likely to give the credit as they've got Igor and, and, uh, and Vasilevsky so high. Is there any value anywhere? Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of strategy. If you're going to bet the Rangers or Lightning, you want to have a Stanley Cup bet, I would just bet one of the goalies at Consumite because you'll just get a little bit of a better number at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter, I mean, even if, if, let's say, Colorado wins game one and those numbers will shorten for the Avalanche players and, and the number on Vasilevsky or Shesterkin will lengthen, so you can, you can kind of sit back and wait for that uh, to happen. For, like, for the Avalanche, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in backing Kale McCarr uh, I, I won't have any. Uh, you know, I don't have any NHL futures left after the Flames and Blues got eliminated. So, uh, like, I'm I'm interested in, in maybe like having a for fun bet for on a Con Smythe. And if I had to pick an Avalanche player, like I think Makar is has been the best player in the playoffs for across the maybe the entire league outside of Shesterkin and 
and I guess maybe Vasilevsky, but goaltenders, of course, are a little different. Um, so I, I think he's he's getting a ton. If, you know, I listen and, and read a ton of hockey content, and and the the media is who, who votes on this award, and and he seems to be their their darling um, for this for this postseason run more than more than McKinnon. So the tea leaves are kind of pointing to a lot of people gearing themselves up to vote for him. Um, so I think if like there is maybe it might not be a, a great bet, but if, if if you wanted to pick an Avalanche player, I, I think I would lean towards uh, Kale McCarr over over McKinnon. Michael, any props stand out for tonight? Game five, Lightning Rangers. Uh, first goal score, anytime goal scores, uh, points, uh, shots. Anything stand out for your first period stuff? Uh, to play for tonight. Um, yeah, I, I like a couple. Um, first goal scorer, like I, I like Corey Perry. Uh, no matter like what team he's playing on, just because he's always he's on the power play, he's always around the net, um, and that that automatically gives you an opportunity to to score. And uh, so I'll, I'll probably be backing him to be the first goal scorer again. Hasn't paid off. Um, and the uh, the prop that I you know I keep betting because the games have played. Like the game environments have suggested, there should be an overtime game at some point. So I like, you know, I think it's three to one right now, which is maybe a little short, but um, the game to go to overtime is is always worth a play in a, in, a, in a situation like this where you have two goalies that will basically prevent either team from running away with it. Um, I mean, if you think about the last game, the Lightning were much better than the Rangers, but they couldn't get away. Like they couldn't. Sure, it was three nothing at at some point there in the third, but. They were, that game played could have been two one. It could have been two two, and nobody would have been like, "Wow, this is this is not what I expected." Uh, considering how the game played out, just because the goalies will keep both teams in it uh, and prevent the other one from running away. So, back in the game to go to overtime, I think um, continues to have value in in a series like this. Michael, limited amount of games. People want action, especially if they don't have an opinion on a side or total. Uh, you just mentioned a couple prop angles that you're taking a look at. Are there any props that you stay away that uh, that you see a lot of people bet and you think that it can be a mistake or you don't see enough value in them? Yeah, I mean, I I, I just never win at, at shot props. Like, I just have never figured it yeah. out. I guess, like, I'm just not I'm just not good at it. So that's one thing I I, I, I stick away from it. And I feel like by the time that um, you know those, those props kind of settle, they're when when the people who are sharp at him and there there are a bunch of people uh, who who I follow on Twitter who who do a good job at, at handicapping and by the time that they you know say oh I'm betting Nikita Kucherov over four and a half shots that number is probably already gone so um, yeah those 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 shot props I stay away from uh, for sure but but uh, I I do like like if you want to bet them go right ahead I mean people like you said it's we're now in the part of of the sports calendar where the the games are are dwindling and stuff. But, uh, so if, if, if you're looking for, if you are looking for action and, um, you, you maybe aren't great at, at, at handicapping those kind of markets, I would just go for, go big, like go, go for the long shots in, uh, the ones where you don't need expected value to have a good time. Right. Like, like the first goal scorer market. That's why I love it so much. Um, because like, I'm not going to win over the long term, but it's just a lot of fun. Uh, and, and you, and if you do get lucky, you get paid off. Great stuff. That was Michael Leboff on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Updated odds, NBA Finals, MVP, and alternate series prices as well. Up next on the BeckQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.